If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome to the High Potion Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Crothy. And I'm Halls Burkhardt, buddy. We're out of spooky season. Spooky season always lives on in my heart. I don't know about yours. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I feel that. Um, and we are two and a half hours from the release of God of War Ragnarok. Woo! Yep, literally hours. Did I'm you, pretty stoked. Did you do your pre-install yet? Yep. Oh, me too, buddy. First thing I did when I got home from work today. Oh, man. So I want to give a quick shout out to our buddy Sean Hoffman and his lady Madison. I just got done having dinner with them, and it was fucking delightful. Two delightful human beings right there. Where did you guys eat? Melt. Okay. Melt. Have you explained that concept to our listeners at all? The concept of melt? It's a fancy grilled cheese place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it started off as like a food truck, and then they started. I th- they actually have two locations now, um, mm. and I don't know. Have you ever heard me tell stories about the Mall of Murder in Memphis? Yes. So Madison is from Memphis, so she got all those references. I was mm. like, "Fuck yeah!" That's the first person besides my buddy Carl Fox that got the Mall of Murder reference, um, <laughs> and they gave me an insane care package. So if I start really new boot goofing as this show goes on, you can blame them, all right? And if the if the guest stream gets real weird tomorrow because me or the special guest drinks one of these special potions they gave me, that's who you can totally blame them, all right? By the time this airs, that will have It'll come happen. and gone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everybody will know who the guest is. Uh, buddy. They were uh, chat on Twitch last night was yep. up my ass trying to get hints. And I was like, no, guys, this takes the fun away from it. The only way I'm telling you if, is if one of you guys guesses it. So nobody um, guessed. And I cannot wait to play God of War Ragnarok. Mm, me too, man. I'm probably going to stay up um, and play for like an hour tonight. Mm-hmm. I've got a doctor's appointment in the morning and then. After work tomorrow evening, I'm just going to let loose and then tune into your stream for a little while as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, everything okay with this doctor's appointment? You all right, buddy? Oh, yeah, just a uh, checkup type of thing. Checkup, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, listen, what we're going to do today is something that typically, I'll be honest with you, 
I'm not the biggest fan of. I'm not a big fan of ranking things, right? And I'll tell you where my uh, aversion to that came from, and that's Star Wars Twitter. Mm. Star Wars Twitter, everybody trying to fucking show their big Star Wars nuts by saying, oh, uh, Attack of the Clones is my favorite Star Wars movie, and anybody that thinks differently just doesn't get it. And I'm like, all right, like, cool, cool, go for you, man, go for you. <laughs> but Star Wars, Star Wars Twitter is tough, though, to be fair. Uh, it's pretty good lately. Because oh, of yeah? How good, uh, yeah, because of how good Andor's been, Star Wars Twitter is, well, and plus, I mean, we're also potentially talking about a quickly dying platform. Because oh, old right. Elon Ma. Hi! Um, so listen, <laughs> what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be talking about our top five games. It's something we haven't done, right? Um, and I think we both wanted to position this in, in this way. And, and feel free to jump in or correct me if I'm wrong about this, Steve. This is our five top five games as of today. 11, 8, 20, uh, November 8th in the year of our Lord 2022, right? My favorite games, could, I could wake up tomorrow and be like, why the fuck did I say that game, right? It's fluid, <laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah. as it stands right now, top five games, top five games. So that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. And, you know, um, just for full disclosure to the listeners, we have switched over to Skype, Haas and I. And so we get to see each other now, and it's really awesome. And um, I've noticed you do this thing just now where you're you're like – gesturing with your hand with something in it you look kind of like larry king if you remember larry king yeah well, i mean not in the mannerism face wise Thank the you, mannerism yeah yeah, yeah yeah peace and love you know a nomine patri spiritus thanking to larry king he died right he's dead he's yeah, a dead man yeah. okay yeah uh he kind of looked like a goblin so you know <laughs> thankfully you just but buddy i i can't help it i talk with my hands it's the italian in me Prajut! <laughs> and plus i'm oh, stoked I'm, I'm in a real good mood i got to hang out with some friends and and uh, now I'm recording a, about video games with my buddy Steve. I'm just in a real good mood. I'm hyped. That's up. right. You, you get to talk about your top five video games. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. So you know I like the bullshit, right? Yeah. <laughs> so do I. <coughs> oh, God. <coughs> do I need to vamp? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we talked about this uh, before we went on the air about the top five. And just how, like, you know, we could go back in time a lot and talk about great old games, but they're probably not going to be in my top five right now. Like, I'm not going to say Super Metroid as much as I love that game. You know right. what I mean? Or Symphony of the Night, right? Like, right. I love that game. Today, mm -hmm. this day right now, does it make top five? Probably not. Mm -mm. I, I recognize love, the greatness of those games. I love A Link to the Past. I love Ocarina of Time. I love mm -hmm. Breath of the Wild. Will any of those make it? Probably not. Mm -hmm. As of right now, right? So As like of right now. This, with rankings, like I said, and, and, and I'm a little put off by it because of Star Wars Twitter. Um, it just seems, sometimes it seems like a way to like puff out your, your nerd chest and try to prove how cool you are. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you see the same thing in like Tool fandom, right? With, sure. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be the guy when everybody's like, oh, Lateralis is their best album, and a guy, a guy is like, I disagree. Have you listened <laughs> to the demo tape? 
right? You know what I mean? And and we all have friends like that, right? The the friend who's like their first album was better than their first album, right? Yeah. And I, I I sometimes am that guy when I, I feel bad about liking a band's earlier stuff more than their later stuff, you know. And sometimes that happens, but at the same time, I definitely get what you're saying. No, no, and unlike. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with people liking whatever in whatever order they like it, right? Sure. It's just when they try to use it as some like kind of cred to say, like, oh, I'm a better fan of this than you because I think mm. this is, you know what I mean? That's the part that really chaps my nutsack a little bit, you know? Me too. I, I totally get it. Like, what we're doing here today is just kind of like, you know, since we host this video game podcast, it's probably as good a place as any to talk about what our favorite games are. Yeah, and, and yeah. like, you know, I was thinking about this today because I was doing my other job where I drive a lot, and, like, I was thinking, like, you know, what would be interesting is I think if we did top five franchises, it would be almost completely different in a lot of ways. Not for mm -hmm. me. I mean, look... Mine are going to be real easy to guess, you guys. I'm a one-track motherfucker, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but speaking of bullshitting, there was something I wanted to bring up. Did you see those fucking Gears of War news, my dude? I did. They're doing a movie and... An um, adult animated show? Right, yeah. That just means it's going to be very violent. <laughs> I mean, how do you do a kid's... You don't. But, but Gears of War show, right? Like, it's impossible. Man, I'm... Like, I'm not going to lie, pretty excited about the prospect of that. I am, too. Um, I think it's... I've, I've rediscovered some Gears love recently when we did our, our 4 and 5 playthrough, and mm -hmm. especially with 5, you know. Oh, um, I can't wait to talk about 5. Oh, I know. we got to get Will, Will on, the, on yeah. the same page. So, um, this is the thing. This is also what I was uh, thinking about with that Gears of War announcement is it seems like we might finally be in the age where video game adaptations aren't horrible. Like mm -hmm. it seems like they're finally figuring it out. That was the hardest thing for entertainment to crack for the longest time, right? Yeah. You would have, you know, small moments of greatness, that original Mortal Kombat movie. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I would even say like maybe the first one or two Resident Evil movies weren't bad. No, I, I'm the first one I saw in the theater, and I remember thinking, it, while it wasn't the best movie, it was definitely not a waste of time. Yeah, you know? exactly, right. And and like that was the how bar how low the bar was for video game adaptions, right? Um, but then you get things like the animated Castlevania that was really Ooh. good. Loved that. The Witcher. Who I know I'm stepping in some hot fire there. Oh, the Witcher. The Witcher, yeah. right? Like uh, that I'm now done with. <laughs> I'll yeah. stick to the video games from here on. It's such a it's so fucking weird. I can't think of a bigger recasting in a popular show. Right? Can like, I can I take a quick digression about this? Absolutely. Just Whatever really quick. To, hold on, hold on. Give me one second. I gotta take care of something. I'm going to sit back. You go for it. <laughs> okay. So as somebody who enjoyed the first two seasons of The Witcher, um, I enjoyed the first season more than the second. You know, I hate to be that guy we referenced earlier. But like in the earlier shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, once I found out Cavill was out, I kind of checked out too. Because the reason he is out is because he and the showrunners were not agreeing on the direction of the franchise. And apparently the showrunners don't even like the source material like the video games or the books 
So he didn't want to be involved with something that he was going to just be upset with the entire time. And I can't blame him. You know, it'd be like you being in a Mass Effect movie or something. And then they just go completely 180 to what Jack Shepard would do. I have I have a nightmare scenario. We were when we were talking about this this weekend on Xbox Live chat. um, It would be like if they did a show, a Mass Effect show. And the first season was really good. And I'm. Look, I'm super excited. Season two is going to um, introduce my A number one Mass Effect waifu, Miranda. Holy shit, I'm excited. And then they cast Helena Bonham Carter. Oof. And listen, like, peace and love if you're a big Helena Bonham Carter fan. Like, I don't, like, I, I'm not. I have a small list of celebrities that annoy me or that I don't enjoy, and she's one of them, right? Like, yeah, I, I feel that, man. She just looks like she smells bad. Like- she yeah. looks like she stinks. I can't. I can't put my fingers on it. She looks like she smells be, like bo and clove cigarettes. Maybe like a dab of patchouli or something. <laughs> you, do you remember that band, the Donnas? I do. I met them at a Lollapalooza. They were playing at one of the later, obviously, right? <laughs> like one of the later Lollapaloozas. Like a Lollapalooza where you would go and Incubus would be on the bill. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like uh, as a headliner? Oh, yeah. Oh, right, playing right before Jane's Addiction. Um, uh, and, and like, peace and love. I had a real big crush on the guitar player from the Donnas, and when I met her, she smelled like patchouli. Oof. I was real bummed. Yeah. Patchouli. Patchouli's. And, look, we're, obviously, we're the kind of guys that you might assume might like an occasional of some patchouli, but we don't. No, we got standards. Yeah. Oh, I okay, so I... Listen, I, if I don't do one other thing, Steve, I am going to catch that Brian smoke. <laughs> he, he made a request of me. He asked me to tell a story on the show. Do you remember seeing this on Twitter? I do, yes. Yeah, yep. So mm-hmm. he, and I forgot to do it last week. And so I, I feel like the like he, that episode, did that come out yet? Yes, it did. Just, right? just yesterday. Day, yeah. yeah, okay. Um. So he wanted me to tell the story about um, sneaking out of the house to see the Deftones when I was a kid. So I'll make it quick. I had just started driving. I was like maybe 15, right? And was forbidden from driving outside of Columbus, Mississippi. No out-of-town driving. You can drive around town all you want. I didn't even have a curfew. My parents were real lax with the curfew shit. Um and Deftones were playing here in Birmingham at Five Points Music Hall. What year was this? Do you remember? 97. Okay, so this was before I moved down yeah. south. I want to say it was post Around the Fur pre-White Pony. That sounds about right. Um, So I had to see him, right? And this is a small place. I was like, this is a once, I got to go see them, right? I cannot miss seeing the Deftones, right? And I, I have two options. I can either talk to my parents and ask them, like, hey, can I have a special pass just to drive to Birmingham? It's only two hours away. I'll, I'll print out MapQuest directions so I don't get lost. I miss those days. Or I don't go. Well, I chose option C, where I snuck out of state to go see the Deftones, right? I drive all the way to Birmingham, and Five Points Music Hall, you could buy tickets, 
but you can also just buy tickets at the door, right? I don't know that I ever pre-bought tickets to a show at Five Points. Like, when I went to see Stabbing Westward, I saw them there. I saw a couple. Oh, uh, Big Dumb Face. Do you remember Big Dumb Face? That West Borland's band? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. the side project of the guitar player from Limp Biscuit. Don't tell me I don't have new metal cred. I went to see Big Dumb Face in concert. <laughs> hey, I knew immediately who you that sure was. You sure did. You so. sure did. Um, but anyway, I drive all the way here. You know what I didn't realize? That it was not an all-ages show. It was an 18-plus show. So I'm standing. You remember like where you would stand behind Five Points Music Hall to go mm-hmm. in? I'm standing back there, and I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm kind of young compared to all these folks. And a guy in line is like, hey, you know this is an 18-plus show, right? And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And he goes, yeah, man, it's 18-plus. And he was like, you're not 18. And I was like, you, I, uh, you are correct. And, buddy, <laughs> I was heartbroken, right? Oh, man. So I had parked my 1989 Ford Tempo, right? That's what I was driving. Um, I think I had to have been parked like maybe in front of like where uh, Cloud Nine and shit is, you know, on that street. So like, mm-hmm. not even a full block away, right? So I'm like, shit. I guess I just got to go drive home. So I go and I turn the corner and I start walking towards my car. And Chi, the bass player from Deftones, is walking right at me. And I was like, oh hey man. And I uh, said, like, hey, it's really cool to meet you. Like, I drove all this way to go to the show, but it's I didn't know it was 18 or older. And he goes, oh, just just go in. And I was like, no, man, they're not going to let me do that. I'm 15. And he goes, no, just go. He was like, I'll tell them at the front door to just let you in. And I was like, okay. He was like, yeah, man, fuck that. If you drove all this way, <laughs> you're going to see the show. He was super nice. Like, you know how you always hear, like, don't meet your heroes? Not this guy, man. <laughs> Man, that's such a cool thing, and it makes me sad because that guy died, you know? I Buddy, like, that was probably the first celebrity death that, like, made me cry. To be yeah. honest, like, there's, I think everybody's got that one that really bums them out, and that was the first one for me. Sure. Um, I mean, and, I, I, I'd only heard stories, <laughs> but all of the stories you heard about that dude was what a great guy he was. And yeah, well, you so, obviously got to experience it. So, like, I go get in line, and I'm like, that. What And you know me. You know anxious me. I was way more anxious back then even, right? Um, didn't have the green demon calming me down. So <laughs> I get up to the front where, you know, like they check IDs and you pay. And the guy goes, 18 only. And Chi is standing right behind him. And he goes, no, he's cool. He's on the list. And he goes, all right, well, go on in. And I tur- like, you know, that little stand right there when you would go in where they'd check your ID and shit. I turned that corner and she gives me a giant hug. And he was like, I told you you had nothing to worry about. Have a good time. Never man. talked to him again. I got his pick. He threw me a pick. How cool, man. Yeah, That's man. so, so rad. How was the set? Amazing, buddy. Amazing. That's And I've seen Deftones a handful of times since then. And that was obviously my best experience with them oh you know? man they were they were hitting their stride then dude i think this was probably right before they went to record white pony right because yeah, that like i said that's what i'm saying like they're they're, they're, they they're live chops yeah oh and i mean like peace and love like you know my favorite new metal band is corn right and their lead singer jonathan davis has had times been a little chunky right you know <laughs> right yeah 
Yes, yeah, so, same so thing. Is Chino. Exactly. And this was bloody. He was felt and he was a sweaty. Let yeah. me tell you, having a good old time. It was an amazing he, show. I couldn't even tell you who opened for them. Somebody did. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, good dude. Did did Chino Chino probably had short hair at that point? Yes, this was oh, right, right, because after adrenaline, he cut off the dreadlocks. Yeah, he came dreads out, went after. Yeah, he was like, damn, I can't be another guy with dreads. I remember one of the first times I jammed with like a band, like a group of dudes in Jacksonville. And um, one of the guitar players just started playing. I can't remember the name of the song, but it was one of them off the first record. It goes. And then the whole band goes. And I knew the song and we all kicked in right at the right point. Man, it was a goosebump moment for sure. Um. So, okay, so there is one other thing for a little bu- a little bullshitty I want to do because we're because it fits the theme of what we're talking about. So, mm-hmm. did you see like all the hype for that when we were young festival that was like the emo festival supreme, like fucking My Chemical Romance and Paramore and all these? I other remember things. hearing about it. It was yeah. like a couple weekends ago, even it was fairly recent, right? That same company put together a new metal festival oh, in Las I Vegas. I saw this. Yeah, I saw. The, I saw the flyer for this. <laughs> okay, dude. There's lots of bands that I'm actually like a fan of on this, like the uh, Birthday Massacre. Buddy, listen, <laughs> listen. You know your your old pal Halls turns forty just like a month and a half before this. We could maybe go. We could maybe <laughs> go. What a could bit! Be fun. How to commit to the bit. 101 actually go to this fucking new metal festival steve steve you know what i mean and I it's in vegas my life on it. yeah i know okay. uh, we want to go back to vegas uh, so buddy so listen okay i'm gonna read off some bands and i will tell you the ones that i currently still like and the ones that i liked when i was a kid right i, I won't hold anything back so system of a down look yeah no the head, they're the headliner right yeah yeah, the head, the ish, headliner. yeah. Uh, they're at the top of the flyer. What's the name of this fest? Sorry. Sick I New look World. The Sick New World. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. Corn. I mean. Uh, no wonder you were like, they're not. It depends on headline. headline. Yeah, exactly. Hey, come on now. Come <laughs> on flyer, now. Just the because. The I saw had System of a Down in big letters. but Well, just because fucking corn uh, has managed to get along with each other to keep consistently putting albums out doesn't mean they're less relevant than system of a down who everybody's all hyped about because they ain't done shit for years huh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right deftones corn and deftones corn huh? huh? <laughs> deftones incubus that's the next that's the next line right yeah and for the record incubus uh i dig their earlier work like their first couple records i think up through make yourself after that i kind of fell off i i like up through morning view the the okay. the, the next one yeah because that that's what they started doing some spacey stony baloney type stuff and i kind of dig that mm-hmm. um yeah so i have and plus incubus grown up incubus was my sister's favorite band so i took her to see incubus several times i've seen incubus live several times um evanescence look man that band can do whatever the hell but man i'm not lying if that song comes on in a jukebox i'm singing the evanescence song the evanescence song do you okay let me ask you this do you remember the first night we really hung out and played street fighter 3 on my playstation 3 
I mean, I remember that. Yeah. What, I don't remember, do you remember what my, coming up. Do you remember what my custom background was on my PlayStation 3? It was Amy Lee from Evanescence. <laughs> oh, nice. I don't She's remember She's a that. huge That's celebrity crush for, for me, dude. Like, that makes sense. Are you kidding? She's a real pl- pretty lady that was playing new metal. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. An angel, Amy Lee. So, I, I once lo- again, I, I have no... No shame in admitting that I have listened to and enjoyed Evanescence in my I time. loved the song she did with uh, the dude from Seether. I wanted you to know that, one, <laughs> that I love the way you live. I want to hold you high and feel my pain away. That one? Oh my God, yes, that one. You know, Beautiful. They, they broke up. If she needs somebody to get up on stage... And help out with that duet, you know? That'd be a, sol- a solid closer. I volunteer as tribute. All right, Turnstile, which is not a new metal band, but just happens to be, like, a no, band that I recently got into. I sent you that Turnstile. some real bands yeah. in here. Like, <laughs> I mean, not, you know what I mean, not new metal bands, but, like, other bands. Because, like, Sisters of Mercy, uh, buddy, they're not metal. No, neither is Failure. Failure is at this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have friends who would fucking love to see Failure. Yeah, okay, so Turnstile. Mr. Bungle? That is a newer band-ish that I recently discovered. I sent you an album by them. I was like, hey, check this out. That album Glow On? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? which I liked. Yeah, yeah. I dug it. Yeah. So, like, I'm dying to see them. And I saw uh, our, my buddy Justin and, and Rashad went to see them in L.A., and it looked dangerous. Like, I think I'm too old to go to, like, a turnstile fucking headlining gig, right? Um, Chevelle, no thank you. Sorry, moving along. Yeah, Sister yeah. Mercy, Papa Roach, no thank oh, you. Oh, God, they're so terrible. Death Grips, don't know who it is. Death Grips is cool. It's a rapper. Uh, Flyleaf, reuniting with their original lead singer lady. I've never never listened to them. Uh, they're a Christian band. Mr. Bungle. I love Mr. Bungle. Now, the the crazy thing is, is a lot of new metal bands, including Korn, are influenced by Mr. Bungle. So that actually makes a lot of sense to me. Their shit is wild. If you're not familiar um, with their discography, check it out. Ministry, She Wants Revenge, Cold Chamber. Bleh. Bleh, they Bleh. suck. Skinny Puppy. Kill him. Yo, kill listen, him. look, Ministry and Skinny Puppy, like, you're bringing the industrial heads to oh, the dude, show now. Oh, yeah, KMFDM or whatever. And yeah. Sisters of Mercy, KMFDM, yep. they're going for the goth crowd with this, too. It's not just the new no, metal. No, it's not just. Um, Hoobastank, Incubus <laughs> Light, you know what I mean? Which, Diet Hoobastank is, I think, got to be the worst band name in the history of band names. I, I won't be altered on that. Um fucking alien ant farm i have to assume they just come out on stage and play their michael jackson oh cover and leave they can fuck off kitty is playing oh you know um, you won't talk I was... about I, I had a major cross on the bass oh. player from kitty i'm Na- not surprised her name was talina atfield <laughs> big crush on that lady I remember when i moved to birmingham just sitting around while berkeley was dicking off on his computer because we had we still hooked up through the phone line for the, mm-hmm. the internet back in those early days, Stone Age. That's how old I am. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to put this Kitty record on and see if by the time each song ends, I haven't figured it out. And I just listened to the record, and by the record time record was over, I knew their entire record. Nice. <laughs> it, well, it, take it that, Eric it's, it's not that much of a feat, my <laughs> friend. <laughs> that was their one song. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Yeah, that I just one. Kept laughing at how easy it was. Um, filter. I mean, I'm not gonna go through all body count. Fuck the police. Body count. All right. Nice. Um, um, seven dust. I'd love to see seven dust. No cap. Soulfly. Pod. Like the, it's yeah. most of the new metal big boys for sure. Cradle of Filth. They're cool. Well, they used to be cool. They probably still are. I love Sometime, the birthday. Pastor. Listen, okay, Steve. Can I? Can we make one? Can we? One last point I'd like to make. Speaking of Cradle of Filth, right? So that's one of those bands where, like, the guy he's like one of those guys, right? Where like he's got like the leather pants and he, yep. the, the white makeup, makeup, and he's spooky, right? Yep. And like he yep. wears. Yep. The, at a certain age, you gotta drop that bit. As a man who respects the bit, when you hit your like mid thirties. Might be time to drop that bit. When you start getting like the mid thirties pudge because you're not yeah. touring as much because you're only selling three hundred records a week, you know what I mean? <laughs> like that level of your career. So like you're strapping on the fucking leather <laughs> pants and and all the corpse paint and stuff. Like, come on, man, drop the bit. And I respect <laughs> the bit. Oh my goodness. <sighs> all right. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's talk about our five favorite games. Let's do it. What's your first? We'll go back and forth. What's your number five, my dude? All right. So these are going to be in like really no particular order. Um, I think I they're would all. Say, I would say my I'm the same. Except yeah. for my top two. My top two could actually switch it within the moment. Like it depends on the day. Yep. Right. Now I also put imposed a kind of limit on myself as far as from games. Only one. I could literally I could literally just go five from games here. Buddy, I could I'm go I'm not gonna do that. Right. I could go uh Final Fantasy Seven, Final <laughs> right? Fantasy Ten, yeah, Final yeah, yeah, Fantasy yeah. Four, also known as Final Fantasy Two, you know, like yeah, yeah. I did the same. One right. entry from a franchise, not multiple right. franchise entries in my top five. However. Uh oh. However, uh oh when I get to the top two, there you'll see there is an exception. Anyway, okay. let's move on. Okay. My number five game is called Slay the Spire. I've talked about it a lot on this podcast, talked about it a lot on your stream and when we're talking about it. Talk to my wife about it daily. We're texting about it today. She's out of town. We text about it. I was like, I got my guy to Ascension 13 finally. Yay. It's a game that has really occupied my mind in a way that a lot of other games haven't in a long time. And, buddy, I have seen the Slay the Spire. It's like COVID. I've watched it spread. You yep, and Will's Cindy, caught it. You and mm-hmm. Cindy were kind of patient zero, right? And then Teresa <laughs> caught it from you guys, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then one day I'm hanging out with you, 
and you're like, you should play a couple rounds of play, Slay the Spire on my TV. Like, check it out. And I did, and then I played it for a little while. And then it spread for me. Like, uh, and then uh, now I see, like, my buddy Blake. Remember the guy who we were cursing on the podcast when he was listening to it with his grandma? <laughs> oh, man, I feel bad Matt about Blake. that. <laughs> yeah. Blake's a Sorry, good dude. Sorry, Blake. Yeah. Blake, massive Arctic Monkeys fan. Oh, okay. So he's yeah. real stoked because they got a new album. Um. Anyway. Uh, <clears throat> Stony baloney. What were we talking about? Slay the, Slay the Spire. Spire. So, and how it spread. I. It never got me as hard as it got you guys. Right, um, but I see the appeal. Yeah, when when Will and I get to talking about it on the weekend, because it inevitably happens. Like Will and I will talk about food and then slay the spire usually, and uh, it's real funny because Haas just gets really quiet. You can tell he's just like chilling, but, yeah. listening to us chat. It's fine. But well, it's, okay. It's, so the thing is, it's it's we can talk about it a lot, and the conversations are never the same. No. Right? Like, we're constantly talking about different stuff. The game offers so much in the way of variability and replayability. It's it's one of those games that just gets in your head, and it's so easy to learn, and uh, you'll think about it all the time. That's all I'm going to say about it. And, like, it's not like I played it and I was like, I don't like this. I, I did like it. And and so ex- give the basic – I mean, I'm sure a lot of people know, but give the basic, like – synopsis game type right we didn't mention right. that did we <clears throat> it's a deck builder so where a you start builder. with a, a deck builder <laughs> it's a deck builder. check out check out my deck so you you start with a deck of cards common basic attack cards and defend cards and as you go th- up this ladder of enemies you gain new cards for your deck that are more powerful and uh you're you're wanting to chase those along with relics that can change the rules of the game basically and how it plays and <clears throat> you it's different every time to roguelike so you start all the way over every time you know you just unlock cards and eventually you've unlocked everything and you're just trying to beat the game over and over and over again and just every time with a different deck and a different way of doing it and there's four different people and they all play completely differently mm-hmm. and what's interesting right is I'm not immune to this type of game, to getting an, uh, obsessed with a deck builder, deck builder, because mm-hmm. Loop Hero, yeah, like it's kind of it's it's the format is different, but it's very similar concept, um, mm-hmm. down to the different playable characters and stuff. Uh, I want I'm going to get more into Slay the Spire. Like I, the thing I like so far about doing the streaming thing is it actually kind of encourages me to make a plan and actually execute of what I'm going to play. So I've got like a pretty solid plan coming up um, and slay the spires part of it. So awesome. Yeah. I love to hear that, man. Any, any more I can talk about it with you is, is great for me. And also like a game that's available everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Like switch, both consoles, PC mobile. Can you just, yep. yeah, it's, it's on mobile. Yeah. It's like Stardew Valley. It's ubiquitous. Slay the Spire is ubiquitous. Yeah, and I mean, it's a game that was made by, like, two people. Yep. You know what I mean? It's as indie as it gets, but, oh, God, there's how do something they follow, about it. How do they follow up Slay the Spire? It, Isn't it's, that kind of interesting to think about? Like, for mm-hmm. instance, the Behemoth, the guys that made Cra- Castle Crashers, I haven't played a single one of their games post-Castle Crashers. You know same. what I mean? How yeah, do you follow no. that up? How do you follow up something? Like, the, the poor bastard that did Stardew Valley... Good luck, my man. Good luck, my dude. Yeah, like, it's tough. I mean, I I know they they found lightning in a bottle with this game, and yeah. uh, and, and 
Yeah. Whether they follow it up or not, I don't care. I'll I'll check out whatever they do next, of course. But to me, it doesn't matter because they birthed one of the greatest games of all time, in and, my opinion. Okay, so uh, a, a clear sign of how good that game actually is and the impact that game is has had is like it's one of those games that's now getting like sort of aped or there's games inspired mm-hmm. by oh Loop yes Hero, fucking monster train uh monster train which uh, is a good game yeah. I, I like monster train but it doesn't scratch the itch like slay aspire does for me was the neoverse was that one of them that was on game pass for a while that was kind mm-hmm. of anime inspired bad yep bad mm-hmm. I, I tried it good. not as good. yeah no there will eventually come somebody who figures it out. I think the closest thing I found is a game called Darkest Dungeon, which is I think somewhat predates. similar. I think it predates. Somewhat. Doesn't Darkest Dungeon predate? I think it does. It absolutely yeah. does. Yeah. yeah, I just feel like the gameplay is somewhat similar in terms of like you know the real consequences of ha- of having to like lose and stuff like that. But I don't know. Slay the Spire is just its own beast. Yeah. It's, well, it's just it's like awesome. Stardew Valley. Look at how many fucking farming games, farming and making friends games there are now. Like Square Enix just put out a Stardew Valley ripoff <laughs> called Harvestella. I put it on my wish list, of course. <laughs> nice, I love it. So, um, yeah, I think uh, even though I have not put nearly the hours you guys have in, I, I would also recommend Slay the Spire. If you it's ever, on Game Pass. If you ever had a good time or wanted to have a good time playing Magic the Gathering, check out Slay the Spire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is on Game Pass. Probably even on the PlayStation version or whatever, that the, the, the enhanced PS Plus. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I shudder to think at how many hours I've put into that game. <laughs> so, you know, they got me, they got me to get that enhanced PS Plus because Stray was going to come free with it, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I might as well just upgrade my PS Plus. And I haven't played dick on it. <laughs> I haven't either. Not one goddamn dickable thing have I downloaded. I've downloaded, <laughs> but I haven't played it. I think I have the whole entire Wild Arms franchise on my PlayStation 5, and I haven't even seen the opening credits. It's just coulda, shoulda, woulda. I, sometimes I just download shit from these services like, just to have some something to hope for. I don't know. <laughs> Um, okay, so my number five game, I think I might catch a little heat for it because I think people will be like that, like of that entire franchise, Super Street Fighter Four. Oh, nice man, very nice. S- Super I Street Fighter pick. Four is my favorite fighting game of all time, even more than Street Fighter Two. I love Street Fighter Two. That's where I was introduced to the franchise, but I never got the like hanging out with your friends and playing fighting games experience back then. So like Street Fighter 4 was the first one I played a lot. It's the first one I went real deep in on the roster and played more than just one or two characters. Like mm-hmm. Steve and I and Steve and I and Will and anybody that would come over to the house that would be like, "Oh, I was good at Street Fighter back in the day in the arcade." We'd be like, "You want to <laughs> You pretty test good, huh? your might? Would you like to test your might?" <laughs> <laughs> and like, and not for nothing, when we'd hang out getting stony baloney, sometimes we'd have cookouts and Steve and I would be the, like, everybody would start playing Street Fighter and then we would be the only ones continuing to play Street Fighter for a couple of hours. Yep. It was almost yep. like Direct exhibition it. matches and shit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 
-hmm. the first time I ever beat Steve playing Ken was on my birthday at my birthday party here at this house. The first time I ever beat Steve's Ken. And you would have thought that we'd just beat Alabama in overtime the way I rushed that field, let me tell you. <laughs> Woo! I was excited. You should be, man. That was uh, that was fun. Uh -huh. I remember that happening. And I was glad that when you did get it, it was in front of a lot of people. And, and we had our special controllers for Street yep. Fighter 4. <clears throat> let me spoil you with my number four pick because okay. it's also Super Street Fighter 4. <laughs> my... Dude. Well, I mean, it, I, it was Street Fighter 4, but I, I wasn't sure which was the one so, that had the ultimate all the characters versions. I don't what know what it is either. I just said that because it sounded correct. I just mean whichever version you could get the head all like because we got all three of them. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't yeah. bat an eyelash at buying a new version of Street Fighter 4 every year. And meanwhile, be talking like shit about Call shit. of Duty, talking about, oh, they put out a Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed every year and they're down in quality. Oh, a new Street Fighter 4 seven months after I just bought the other one. Take my money. Oh yeah, and, yeah. The, and then they'll like they they'd add like two characters, and I'm like, oh my god, Hawes, did you see they added? Yin and Yang. <laughs> a new outfit for everybody. Cammy's <laughs> got a cat costume. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, sheesh. Yeah, I you, love that game, man. My Dang, history, my history with Street Fighter Four outfits, absolutely predicted my obsession with Fortnite. <laughs> My oh, number yeah. four. No, I'm just kidding. Fortnite is not in my <laughs> top five. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame you if they were in the top five. But yeah, man, I, what is your number four? Uh, my number four. Let me pull it up. I got deep in a bit there. Got a. <laughs> my number four, game of all time, Halo Three. Nice. For the Very exact nice. same reason. That was my mm -hmm. first experience playing a first-person shooter on a console online right like that was i had never done that before all my first-person shooter experiences were online on pc and those were like half-life and tribes you remember that i remember tribes yeah. janky as fuck tribes. i didn't have a lot of fun with it yeah real janky but i played it talking about oh yeah you guys play your halo Tri tribes is a lot better mm-hmm but Halo 3 was, like, my introduction to the series. Like, and just like Street Fighter, eh, you never heard us complaining about playing split-screen Halo when we would hang. Like, we would play split-screen Halo against Fools and dominate. Who cares about the split? Man, love Halo 3. For the multiplayer, I like, mainly. Mainly for the oh, multiplayer. Sure. I thought the campaign was, was good, and I it's enjoyed solid. it. solid. Yeah, it's um, a good campaign. Once I think again, I liked it better than the Halo 2 campaign, right? Yeah, the Halo 2 campaign's not... I don't want to say, like, it's abrupt. You can tell, like, that they probably had more in mind for 2 and had to get mm -hmm. it out the door, maybe. I don't know how to put it. But 3, I dig. Yeah, I felt like they, for whatever reason, they excelled in the storytelling in ODST and Reach more so than they did with halo 3 you know what i mean no like, like in a way yeah i mean like not halo, that I'm, I'm, listen, I, I love halo 3 i'm not trying like to, halo trying to 3 had like a really tough fucking job storyline wise right like you're talking mm -hmm. about the 
franchise that sort of made Xbox, right? Right? Oh, yeah. Right, for sure. Halo? Yeah. It absolutely is. And then, like, it's getting a lot of praise for its story. The story in 2 is good. It's just, it sort of abruptly ends, right? And and they had a lot of fucking plot threads to try and tie up in a first-person shooter game. I thought they did decently. Oh, yeah, I like the game. You know, like, the the sort of sad ending of, of Chief accomplishing it, like, saving the fucking galaxy and he's out there floating with his hot robot lady like i mm-hmm. like that ending me too it's my favorite of the three campaigns of one two and three of halo yeah reach is a better campaign than three but i didn't have like three's multiplayer is still my favorite yeah i'm that I, dude you know i love three's multiplayer i mean that was where i got my first taste of of that you mm-hmm. know an online multiplayer shooter that wasn't something on pc from back in the day like i used to play counter-strike and stuff yeah back in like the late 90s or whatever with the or early 2000s with the the steam stuff like mm-hmm. that whatever the upgraded one was but playing uh, on counter-strike a, source was that yes. it yep. yep man i used to play that a lot but playing online on a console with people was weird especially with halo it took took a second to get used to right yeah like but then once you sticky somebody then buddy and like have we talked about our film clips the whole reason (laughs) i'm fascinated in streaming and editing video is halo 3 halo Mm -hmm. 3 opened something in me creatively that like by the way me and steve just watched like we would show (laughs) other people and they'd be like "Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get, that's cool. Cool. Right. We would show him like this 15 second clip that you and I yeah. would have just been agonizing over for, for like an two hour hours. and a half, two hours. It was <laughs> like uh, it was like George Lucas and Steven Spielberg being in the editing bay. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. Move the camera back. Go Pull down. <laughs> and and then it got to a point where we were like a college football team where we would go back and watch film. We would play a game and be like. You want to smoke some weed and watch that one? <laughs> yes, is the answer. That was the answer. Of course. God, yeah, I it love always Halo was. 3. Yeah, Halo 3 was a great one, man. That's a that's a really great pick. I love that game so much. More so, like you said, the multiplayer. But, man, it's not a bad time in any, in any way. No. What's your number three? Number three is a game called The Last of Us Part 2. I, I, you know what's funny? You knew I was, was going to bring this one in. I didn't. I was driving. To, like I said, I was driving today, listening to podcasts, listening to music, doing lots of thinking. You know, like when you drive a lot, you do lots of thinking. I was trying to think if I could figure out your any of your top five. And I was like, I know he loves Last of Us 2, but is that too recent? I'm glad to see it's not. I like to see something that recent on yours. Yeah. It just got me to thinking, like, you know, some games are trying to basically do an experience more so than like tell a story or um It does it all though. It, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it, with this with this game, like there's not any other game I think that has ma- has moved me as much emotionally with a story as as this one has. Like every time I finish this game, I'm literally in tears by the end of it. I'm trying to and think. I, yeah, this one is a big one. This, yeah, it, there were some moments in. Um, never mind. 
<laughs> there were some moments in the last of us the first one but i was about to say like i was like this uh, of course there was in the first one right like uh, never mind i was trying to get it i was gonna <laughs> try to use it as an example of another game but it's a game from the same franchise that's what was going on <laughs> oh i see i yes. got st- the explanation <laughs> got stuck in my head did you see it <laughs> yeah, rattling around like a rock in a tin can i got there eventually you did you're good at like getting there eventually you were able to just talk your way through it what's going <laughs> on in my head is a, what's going on in my head is like that mass effect ha- uh, hacking game where you got to hit the <laughs> buttons you know what i mean <laughs> to unlock the explanation i think of the near hacking game but yeah yeah here, here nor there oh, but that's uh, a stream game uh yeah so the last of us part two i think you know i understand if it's not everybody's bag that's fine but it honestly oh oh there you are okay um it really affected me in a way that a lot of games didn't and the gameplay i think is good enough like pretty good above average i think buddy i listen also a long game listen to here listen whenever you hear me talk about the gun combat in last of us or last of us 2 and how i think it's not great it's literally me looking for something right Mm -hmm. that's it like i by the way i don't think the controls in any rockstar game are good yeah they're really not (laughs) they're they're amazing games just like The Last of Us, right? Like, mm-hmm. from a storyline standpoint, uh, Red Dead and, and GTA Five, they're 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 like really good stories, but the controls are fucking clunky, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just trying to find something wrong with these amazing games because I got to be that. I know. Guess, you know. Right, and and so uh, it's a game I've played through like five or six times at this point. And, and every time, like, I find myself getting a little bit better at the combat, you start pulling off more and more impressive stuff in the firefights. <laughs> I remember, like, six or seven months after that game was out, I saw this article was, like, new move discovered in mm-hmm. The Last of Us 2 where you could hit a button when bullets, like, when um, you shoot somebody and they drop ammo or they, like, fling ammo, you can hit a button and grab it at midair and then reload your gun. That's insane. They did a whole animation for that, and it took people that long to find it? That's crazy. Yeah. That's Neil Druckmann crazy. Super well-programmed game. Mm -hmm. Um, Graphics are just insane. I prefer it to the first game, honestly, you know, in just about every way. Um, Like, for for a first game that was as dark as it is, the second one is so much darker. It's, it's way darker. Yeah, it is the yeah. Empire Strikes Back of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Now, what are the Ewoks in number three, huh? What What is the, the Last of Us equivalent? Little little zombies that are good guys? <laughs> Maybe it's the young Scars. I don't know. Oof. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Maybe Lev is an Ewok. Nice. Um, good with a bow. He sure is. Um, there's that one part. Do you remember when, like, of course you do. You've played it five or six times. The <laughs> the village on fire part. Do you know what oh, I yeah. mean? Towards it, the end of the game? Yeah, yeah, it's towards the end of the game. Incredibly. Um, and do, you remember, do you remember when you jumped underwater in Grand Theft Auto 4 for the first time? Yes. 
and you could swim and and you could see everything and it was like oh uh, my god what about the swimming <laughs> like you're going around in a submarine and shit in five remember and it's like crystal clear water and shit right that's insane <laughs> it's insane um, poor developers I'll say one other thing about The Last of Us and then we'll move on. And it's that if you're looking for like an even more hardcore experience, you can play it on like the survivor grounded mode. And it's really like playing a horror game. It's where you have to basically have to play it like stealth and sneak by as many people as possible. It's really insane. You know, I I can't do it. Me personally. Also, let me say like all memeing aside and shit, the, Sony first person like first party exclusives do a really good job with like accessibility settings. Mm-hmm. Like oh, there's yeah. so God, many them cool, in particular. Yeah, specifically the two Last of Us games and the two Spider-Man games. They have a ton of accessibility options and that's nice to see. Like mm-hmm. so if you're someone who like can't play this incredibly like button mashy part, you can do something to make it easier, right? Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's like also a sign of like well, if like even if you aren't engaging fully with all the systems, there's they still feel like this is something you should be able to play and experience in a weird way, right? Mm-hmm. I like to see that. Me too. So, what's your number three, pal? Knights of the Old Republic. Boom! You're representing the old school stuff. I like it. And you're gonna see the next. There, it's there's a certain genre of game that dominates the top three. <laughs> and like Knights of the Old Republic, like. Uh, it was one of the few gaming instances where I was ahead of the curb. Like I've I've had to play gaming catch up, like with Halo and From games, and, mm-hmm. and like some of the bigger shit like that. I was playing Bioware RPGs well before they did Knights of the Old Republic. So when that got announced, I was very excited. You would have thought I was following a new Star Wars movie in production. I don't I I mean I'm not surprised. I was excited for that game and I wasn't even really big into Star Wars at that point. I think I was a fan of their earlier stuff Bioware. Yeah, Baldur's yeah. Gate and, mm-hmm. and uh Neverwinter Nights. Mm-hmm. Um had they done the Icewind Dale stuff at that point too? Icewind Dale isn't them, is it? It's one of the cuz they see what happened was You're they probably made, right. They made Baldur's Gate, right? And then they mm-hmm. licensed that engine out to like uh uh, that's what it was who's the guys that uh i don't know who did it then the guys that did uh fallout new vegas oblivion oblivion one i don't know but anyway a, a lot of similar games came out after Baldur's Gate because they licensed that engine out to folks um so that i can't remember sense. i can't keep them all straight because there were so many similar games at a point there was like this error on pc where if you were into Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> holy shit, were you getting a lot of cool shit to play, man. Baldur's Gate, Planescape, Torment, Icewind, Dale, uh, Neverwinter Nights, and several of those are Bioware. So I'd played those, and so they got announced to do a Star Wars RPG, and I was very excited. I, tell me, I bet you were. Tell me how excited you were. Very. <laughs> man said Very. <laughs> and 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 once again i never had an xbox so i played it on pc um okay i played it on xbox i, I went to the midnight release for knights of the old republic 2 and i was the only dude buying <gasps> it on pc oh on oh i thought you were gonna say you were the only dude there everybody else was buying it for xbox and they were memeing on me it's a college town 
And these kids are memeing on me for, they were like, <laughs> all right, uh, one PC copy. Cause the guy at GameStop made a big deal about it. He was like, we only have one PC copy pre-ordered. And I was like, fuck, that's me. <laughs> that reminds me of when I bought Lateralis at a midnight sale and there was about 30 people there. And there was one guy who was buying the new Weezer album, which also King came Tom. out that day. And that dude was King Tom. Oh. No one, it wasn't kick tom but it's funny there was literally one dude in the in the store who was buying the so new would Weezer that have record. been that had to be the one that had like um hash pipe maybe the feelings, get out of my mind. that one i like that i song. guess so yeah I, by the way that's one of my fav- favorite weezer songs i don't know where that puts me on king like king tom might not be friends with me anymore after saying that but i love that weezer song <laughs> whoa you've been singing a lot on this one Thanks, Sean and Madison. <laughs> oh, man. So did you want to say anything else about KOTOR? I, I will say this. Like, I want to do an episode on it eventually. And to me, the the most logical time to do that is if when we get the remake. Whenever that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to make you play that game. Because it's really clunky nowadays. You know? Yeah. Think of uh, all the advancements in just uh like access not even accessibility but just like uh what do you call it quality of life improvements that they've done in uh video games those aren't there Mm -mm. um it but the story i think so like there's this thing in star wars storytelling right where they always want to try and replicate that big empire strikes back moment with luke and vader you see it all the time where they're oh shit that's the big reveal right Star Wars is uh, even like TV shows. Think about it. Like that's the kind of chase that dragon because of that Luke and Vader scene is so iconic. Right. KOTOR is the one I think comes the closest with pulling that off. It's got a fairly fascinating big twist in the story. That's pretty well done. And like, it's one of the better attempts, I think. So I think I remember doing it quite, quite a bit back in the day. You know, the Bioware formula then was kind of evolving, um, you know, from that top down isometric view of a role playing game into a more of like character focused. Yeah. And then like uh, Knights of the Old Republic in a weird way led to Mass Effect. Oh, absolutely. Not even a weird way. No, like you can see the connection between the Mm -hmm. two, right? Like they did stuff on, they did that Jade Empire game before, Mm -hmm. like in between and stuff, but they got there. They got back to the space shit in a big way. (laughs) They sure did. Yeah. And I wonder if we'll be talking about one of those games here in just a minute or two, but (laughs) Go you want ahead. me to do my number two? Would take a number two on me, Steve. All right. So, number two uh, is a game about uh, Shinobi, and his I got see. one. He's got one I arm. I see your shenanigans. I you see, see already shenanigans? see. I just saw, right, yeah, I saw you... the say the Saban play in action. The fourth quarter program just came into play. This this game called Sekiro. And really, honestly, it's a game that I've played a lot of as well, and I'm. I, kind of feel myself like addicted to the gameplay in this game particularly and especially now in like silky 60 frames on playstation 5 you know man this is steve's that game is so fun it it is it It is is my comfort comfort game game. i think everybody i i I mean everybody has at least one anybody that like plays a lot of games they have a comfort game stardew valley is one for me 
I think, mm-hmm. or was, right? You know, uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. There's a reason I've beaten Final Fantasy VII as much as I have. Exactly right. Like I um, mean, I I put well over two hundred hours into Sekiro, and it's a single player, um, you know, combat based RPG light. You know, it's, yeah, it's 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 very light on the RPG mechanics. It's more about just deflecting swords and stabbing people, and there's something very cathartic and nice about it. <laughs> tough. Especially tough. when when you're like good at like killing the final boss who took you like almost a week to beat the first time, and now I can just treat him like he's just a jabroni. Jabroni. And, you know, just smash <laughs> him on the first try easily every time. Uh, in my so like you know. I've I had my dalliances with From games before I beat Demon Souls and then uh, Elden Ring, right? Mm-hmm. And you know I had ever the only game I've never purchased of theirs is Dark Souls Two. Somehow I didn't fall for Dark Souls Two. I got mm-hmm. three on release day. Mm-hmm. Played it for like three hours and I was like, it's too hard. <laughs> I'm not good enough at these games. Why do I keep buying them? And I said, I'm never getting another one. I'm just not. They're not for me. I think they're cool. I wish they were for me. Then they put a fucking samurai game out. <laughs> Bro. So I got it. I quit it. I need to go back. <laughs> I need to give it another try. I want to be good at that game. I want to beat that game. It is hard. It's on my I, list. It's got a big learning curve. I got to like, do and and and, and I it's I'm going to sound like I'm um fucking copying our boy Sacred Icon Brian, so this might get me the smoke. I got to do Bloodborne first, and then Sakura, which is the order he's gone in here recently. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, like, I need to beat Bloodborne before Sakura. I think. Um, that's interesting. You say that. So, oh, uh, what is your <laughs> number two? What's your number two, buddy? Mine's a double. Be... Mine's a double number two because mine is Mass Effect two. Okay. okay. Fuck yeah! I'm two still Bioware for... RPGs, but different franchises. Hmm. Yeah, no, um, nothing wrong with that. To me, uh, I love the first Mass Effect game. It's a little overscoped, right? There's too many planets to vi- uh, visit with not enough variety, right? Mm-hmm. To me, Bioware took that formula and condensed it down into something that is really fun to play because the combat in one is pretty rough, even in the new version, right? They mm-hmm. really yes. fine-tuned um the like cover based third person shooting stuff it's not as smooth as gears of war haven't played a couple of those recently but it's it's a lot better right than it was in the first one the story is really good it's got one of the best openings to a game i've ever seen one of the best craziest openings to a video game um i love that game I can't. I don't want to talk about it too much because I want Steve to play it, and I don't want to spoil it. But it is great. We will definitely do that next year sometime. Um, I'm I'm planning on working that one in for sure because I really enjoyed the first Mass Effect. You know, we we basically talked about it on the episode and nitpicked those few things. The you know they don't sound like nitpicks when you're like the combat kind of sucks and there's way too many yeah. planets. And, but no. but the thing is, like the RPG aspect of it is so good like the the choices and all that stuff i really enjoyed they, all of it the they took the good the, what they do in the second one is they took the good stuff and ramp the good stuff up like two levels so the the choices and the relationship with your squad mates mass effect 2 is the 
only game, only RPG where you have multiple party members and you can make a party mm-hmm. where I like every single party member. That's cool. Um, what about the music in two? Is it? It's good. It's mm-hmm. good. Because I really like the music in one. Yeah, it's good. Okay. I don't. I think they might have had some sort of a breakup with the composer from one at some point. Because uh, I want to say that like three feels a little more like symphonic or something. But it's been a while since I've played three. Um, right. What's your number one? Bloodborne? So number one, I uh, I figured since Sekiro is pretty far different from most from games, I'd be okay forgiven with picking like kind of you did. So oh yeah. But it's like, it's a toss-up. Elden Ring isn't quite there yet. It's not there yet. But once the DLC's out, we'll be revisiting. We'll see how the whole picture looks. But for right now, it's still Bloodborne, man. Still Bloodborne. It's still my number one game. Listen, I, I would, if you asked me ahead of time, like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Do you think that violates my rules? <laughs> I say it doesn't. Because, like, Sekiro is a From game, but it's not a Souls-like game. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they share DNA. There's certain similarities, of but of the gameplay is so, so far different from most of their games. It's unlimited yeah. sprints and th- stuff like that. But Bloodborne is. I think they're different category games. I, I do think, too. I think Bloodborne and the other Souls games are RPGs, right? Elden Ring is an RPG. I think um, Sekiro is a action RPG. There, yeah. There is a distinct difference. Nier is an action RPG. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I would agree. And um, just I know I've gushed about Bloodborne on this podcast lots of times. And it's interesting that it was two PlayStation exclusives in my top five. You know, with uh, The Last of Us. Yeah. Part two and this. But it sure is. I would love for more people to be able to play that. You know, hopefully one day they will bring it to PC. We've we've whined Bloodborne. about that, too. But what I can think... you say? It's like one of the most fucked up stories in a game that I've seen. I don't want to spoil it. There's like a huge twist right in the middle of it that yeah, just that I don't turns the game know. on its head. Yeah, and it's just the the gameplay in that is really good too. It's faster paced than the Souls, like Dark Souls. It's, uh, you know, the gun parries are really fun and it satisfying is, once you get the hang of those. To me, it's my favorite from art style. Oh my god! You know me what too, I mean, man. and I haven't even played the whole game, but just the vibe of it being like creepy, what eighteenth century Charles Dickens city, yeah, gothic like city. London. Yeah. Everybody's wearing top hats and saying mm-hmm. "milady" and shit. It's canes that yeah. transform and stuff. Yeah, I totally agree, man. And I love their aesthetics in their other games too. Like aesthetically, they're my favorite by a mile. But Bloodborne is my favorite of their stuff. To me, you so. know what it it play like, and once again, limited time or limited time with it. If I had to think of a game that maybe inspired Bloodborne, it might even be the Castlevania series to some degree, right? Without a doubt. Without a doubt, yeah. It's harder, but those, they, the people don't forget, Castlevania is hard, bro. <laughs> Castlevania is hard yeah. as shit. It's yeah. very, to me, it's a, I can see a connection of like the Nintendo hard games, Ninja Gaiden, Castlevania, to like From and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, I could see it having like a Castlevania influence. I want to play it real bad, but I, I know this is what's going to happen, Steve. Is I'm going to start playing <laughs> it, and then like halfway through, they're going to be like, "Hey guys, uh, in a year and a half, Bloodborne remake." 
get your dicks out. Get your, <sighs> get them out in Baney for us, buddy. Then you'll just have to play through it again. You know, yeah. there's three different endings, and that's fair. Um, but so I loved this game so much when I beat it for the first time, and I sat there and I was like, every every time I beat a From game, I sit there and I'm just like, I did it. I beat this motherfucker. Now it's like I beat them so many times, but the first time is always very special. And I remember um, sitting there going, should I move on to another game? Oh, no, I sat you... there. I sat there thinking for a minute, like, okay, what else do I have? What else do I have in the backlog? What else could I play? And then I was like, the other part of my brain was like, you know, you could see what the other two endings are. Buddy. New game plus. Here we go. Here we go, <laughs> baby. Right back into Yarnum. <laughs> Buddy, so listen to this shit. I did that with Mass Effect 2. Mm-hmm. Right? I beat Mass Effect 2. And I, it, I beat it quicker than I thought. You know, like in your evening, right? Like, oh, I beat it at like 10 o'clock. The fuck else am I going to do with my night? <laughs> I'm going to start playing Mass Effect 1 and start a, a a renegade character to take into Mass Effect 2. So I beat Mass Effect 2, immediately replayed 1, and then 2 again. Obsessed. Nice. That's pretty badass, Obsessed. actually. I love it. But man, yeah, that's the to mark of a good game to me is one that you finish and immediately are like, I want to keep going. Yep. You know? Yep. That's that's a, and Bloodborne was ultimately that for me. I played it three times back to back to back, got all three endings. There is it. it doesn't happen all the time, but there have been like there's this weird feeling of the bummer of beating a video game, right? Mm-hmm. Like Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, the most recent uh, example is Elden Ring. I was like, oh, man, I don't have more Elden Ring to play. Mm-hmm. I, and I was not ready to completely restart Elden Ring. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just wanted those little, little bite-sized pieces. That game is getting. a that game is a journey. It See, is. That's, that's the thing about Bloodborne. It's got some length to it. It's not necessarily a short game, but it is nowhere near, like, the length of Elden Ring. No, you know I got I, mean? uh, I got a hundred hours plus in one playthrough of Elden Ring. Right. And I yeah. Was, I was. I. You know. I gave Elden Ring a pretty good shake. I didn't one hundred percent it by any means. Oh, but, me neither. Um. But I got uh, I, that first playthrough was like over one hundred and fifty hours for me too. But and I'm whew. so sick in the head that like after like a hundred and thirty hours in Yakuza Zero. <laughs> I still wanted more Yakuza, so I rolled right into Kiwami. And I was like, well, whew, I think I bit off a little more than I can Yeah, that's, to, ooh, that's ooh, me like one too many. Spicy in here. Are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, it's to, it, to kind of bend the rules a little bit, uh, Elden Ring and Yakuza 0 would probably be like my 6 and 7, to be completely right. honest. Like, mm-hmm. I'm an RPG guy. Those are my favorite yeah. type of games. Final Fantasy 7 is my number one. Uh, yeah, I, that was one I knew so, going into this. What your number? Talked one about was. it enough. Like I'm not. Yeah, I, I, I love, that, love game. that game. It's the only JRPG I've ever replayed. I love a lot of JRPGs, but I'm like a once and done, my dude. Like Dragon Quest Eleven, right? I played it for a hundred hours and thought I got to the end. Like there's this huge scene that happens, and you're like, I just beat the last boss of the game, and then there's a whole nother chapter. After 110 hours, I thought I was like, "Nah, man, that's where the game ended for me. You gave me an ending scene, and then you tried to return the king my ass for another 100 <laughs> hours, right? You know what I mean? But I willingly replayed Final Fantasy VII multiple times. It's a comfort game for me at this point. I love nice. That game. Yeah, it's a great story. Like um, the music in it is yeah. 
uh, top notch, great, you know. And I assume you're talking about the OG. Yes, I'm not. Um, I, I'm not I would, the remake yet. I love the remake, but I have to see how it ends because, of course, yeah. despite it being three, you know, somewhat four different games, that's a one game. That's all one game to me. They're just making me wait years in between each chapter and shit. Like I can't judge that mm -hmm. until that story's done, because right. that could go off the rails. <laughs> I hope it doesn't, but they're not afraid to get weird with it either. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um. So yeah, that's my top five. Yeah, that's As mine too. Now. And you know, like it could change tomorrow, yeah. but that's what like, I, that's what I've been thinking. I like uh, uh, I sent on Twitter Brian, the Sacred Icon Brian, a few weeks back was like, "What are your top ten games?" Some of those were probably on that list I gave him, but that was those at that moment, right? Like, because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, anytime I do, and games is such a big list that like anytime I do one, I'm like, "Oh shit, I didn't talk about." So and so, yeah. yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, there's always something that I'm gonna kind of regret later. I mean, that's the thing. There's always like games that I can go back and think about that from like the past, like Bioshock. With the, oh, that should be amazing. in my top. Yeah, you know, that's a great game as well. Like, no Grand Theft Autos in there. You know, I any, love Grand Theft Auto four or five. Whatever, any yeah. number of uh, Bethesda games post more, like from Morrowind on. Like, exactly yeah i love skyrim i love mm -hmm. fallout love fallout 3 love and oblivion. 4 oblivion's a little bland and boring in parts but it's a really good game mm -hmm. there's so many things that i like but like if i had to pack up and leave tomorrow and i could only take five games with me I, it would be the the five i mentioned today oh yeah you better hope i'm on that island alone or else i'm gonna be talking to someone until they fucking jump off a rock yeah, better. Like, I'm gonna. I just beat the ruby weapon. <laughs> Do you realize what a big deal that is? Yeah, you can walk and uh, catch boar and shit, but I just beat the ruby weapon, huh? You'd be making a big sand sculpture of the knights of the round. Uh huh. Tifa <laughs> sleeping next to a uh, a, a big uh, statue this, in the middle of the a jungle. Real, a real beat up fucking volleyball like that uh, Tom Hanks movie, and but it's just a crudely painted Tifa on the front. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I, I'm gonna like smuggle three or four more games in my ass so I can don't don't have to just stick a five. <laughs> quick, quick, huh? shove Elden Ring and Yakuza Zero in there. <laughs> Nani? <laughs> <laughs> and Street Fighter. God, well, we have Street Fighter, so yeah. we're good at that. <laughs> All right, guys. So hey, listen. Uh, leave us a review, please. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Uh, follow Steve on Twitter at Stone Cobra. Follow me at Blue Harvest Pod. Follow the podcast at High Potion Pod. Do you want to complain about our top fives? Do you want to give us any shit? High Potion Pod at gmail.com. We'll see yeah, you guys. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, man. Bye, you guys. Bye.